Got a couple more days left in 2019 and about to go into 2020. And boy, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to live in 2020. Uh, to all the folks who are watching us online, God bless you. Those around the world as well as in different campuses, God bless you. We know that God is about to do something great for us in 2020. And you talk to young people about 2020 and they're like, yeah, right, you know, big deal. For other, us older folks, 2020, wow, I don't know about you, but I never thought I'd live in 2020. Amen. God is good, amen. Kind of sounds a little futuristic for us, 2020, but definitely God has been good uh, in our lives. I don't know if you've ever been afraid of anything. Anybody here afraid of anything specifically? You know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not especially fond about spiders, okay? Tarantulas, you know. Uh, I know folks who have tarantulas as their pets. God be with you, okay? <laughs> I cannot never find myself of having a, a tarantula as a pet. I did have an experience, which, let me tell you, phobias really define us. They, they really say a lot about us. I was in El Salvador one year preaching, and it's so hot in El Salvador. Uh, they've got two seasons, hot and hotter, okay? And... I mean, it's so hot over there, you're standing still and you're sweating. I, I, I tell you, it's the, it's the only place in the entire world where I've traveled that I've seen flies literally sweat. That's how hot it is, okay? <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to take a nap as we were getting ready for the service that evening. It was so hot, I went and laid down in a hammock. And, and, you know, like I was saying, you just stand still and you're sweating. So I'm, I'm laying down in the hammock and I, I feel myself sweating. And then I feel something coming down my face. And I'm, I'm thinking it's just sweat, okay? And so I go up to clean the sweat and, and I feel this hairy thing. Open my eyes and this huge tarantula, you know, going down my face. And, um, of course, I swatted it away in the name of Jesus, okay? And... <laughs> Uh, like I said, if you have tarantulas as a pet, God be with you. The other thing is that, you know, folks who have snakes as their pet, man, God bless you. I, I believe there are not going to be any spiders or snakes in heaven, all right? <laughs> Phobias. We all have some kind of fear, something that makes us afraid. And like I mentioned, you know, your snakes or, uh, or spiders or dark, or, there's something that may make you afraid. These phobias say a lot about ourselves, say a lot about our present, say a lot about our past. They reveal things to us. Maybe it's maybe when you fell off your bike. Anybody fall off their bike? Okay, when learning how to ride? Okay. And what did your parents tell you, the person who was teaching how to ride a bike? They would say, get back on it. The only way you can learn is to get back on it, to give it another try, okay? And some parents would encourage some parents would threaten, okay? Um, some parents would say things like, you know, I paid 180 bucks for that bike, you better learn how to ride it, okay? <laughs> Whatever it was, if it was you were obeying your parents, or you had fear of your parents, um, or you had this guilt feeling, whatever it was, you got back on that bike and you gave it another try. You made a decision. That decision required courage. You say courage with me today? Courage. You, you, you had, you know, you, you scraped your knee, you, you skinned your elbow, you, whatever happened, you had, to, you had to have courage to pick up the bike again, get back on it, and give it another try. 
courage. That's a powerful word. It's a word that Pastor Ken has spoken into the staff for 2020, that we must be courageous in 2020. It's God speaking through our pastor, telling us 2020 is around the corner, and God is calling us to be courageous. Google Dictionary defines courageous, uh, gives us a pretty broad idea, okay? Courage, uh, the ability to do something that frightens you. Wow. Whatever makes you scared, for you to have the courage, the faith, to be able to do it. To do something to face extreme dangers and difficulties. The synonyms of courage are bravery, valor, bravado, daring, intrepid boldness. Those are all powerful words. The challenges challenge our faith, challenge us as individuals. I believe that it takes courage to have faith, and it requires faith to be courageous. Yeah. I tell you, for you to be able to say in your job, I serve Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that takes courage. For you to face fears in your life and say, I can do all things through Christ, that takes courage and faith put together. Can somebody give the Lord a clap off for that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, even as we see courageous being defined, we find it also in the Old Testament. Um, it's defined, this word in the Hebrew uh, used for courageous is used 13 times in the entire Old Testament. If you can imagine, in a span of hundreds of years, only 13 times this word is used in, in Hebrew. Hamatz. It means to be strong, alert, brave, bold, determined, persistent, to make oneself strong, to, one, to make oneself mentally confident. See, it not only speaks about all the other things that we saw in, on Google, but also it speaks to yourself, meaning that just like that kid that got back on the bike, you had to talk to yourself and say, i got to give it another try. I'll try it again. I'll do it again. This is what God is speaking to Cathedral for 2020. It's right around the corner. We've got two days for 2019. And God is saying, you need to prepare yourself now for 2020. Somebody listen to me today? You know, when God speaks to you um, like he spoke into Joshua, because out of the 13 times that it's used in the Old Testament, the word hamatz, eight times it's related only to Joshua alone. It's like God repeating it time and time again. He really wanted to drill something into Joshua's life. This is what I believe that God has spoken to Pastor Ken to speaking into us. Because we don't know what, is, what we're going to be facing in 2020. I know you've heard this year after year. As soon as we say bye to an old year, hi to a new year. You know, we, we've got to have this courage, this faith of whatever we're going to face. But I believe that when God repeats this word courage to your life, it's because God is about to do something great in your life. Can I hear an amen? Somebody want to receive that today? That no matter what you're going to face in 2020... God calls your faith to be courageous. God calls your heart to be courageous. Yeah, when God tells you you got to be courageous in 2020, that means God is about to do something great in your life. Now give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. I don't 
know what you're going to face, what we're going to face. There may be deep valleys that we're going to have to cross. But you know what? You and I have to be courageous that God is going to be with us. There's going to be mountain-type experiences. We're going to see the glory of God, and we're going to be encouraged. Can I hear an amen? There's going to be attacks of the enemy. There's going to be battles. There's going to be warfare. But today, I choose to be courageous that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not only that, but I want to speak these two verses into your life. The first was in Deuteronomy chapter 20, 28, verse 7, where God speaks to the people of Israel and tells them, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you, you get that? They will rise up against you. I'll say it again, they will rise up against you. I'll say it a third time, the enemy will rise up against you. Nobody wants to say amen to that one, okay? <laughs> but this is what the Lord, the Lord is speaking to our lives. The enemies who will rise up against you, they will be defeated before you. In other words, you will see your enemies be defeated right before your very eyes in 2020. <laughs> Hallelujah. They'll come to you in one direction, the scripture says, but they're going to run in seven different directions because that's how powerful the hand of God is going to be upon your life. Hallelujah. You see, the word courageous for today is prophetic for tomorrow. I'll say it again. The word courageous today is prophetic for tomorrow. You're declaring to the enemy, yeah, you're going to rise up against me, but I'm telling you today, I have the courage, I have the faith, and what God tells me is that you're going to be defeated. Look what Jeremiah says. I love this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 19. It says like this, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. I really like the way it reads in the Living Bible. It reads just like this, in the Living Bible. They will try, They will, but they will fail. That's simple. I don't know if you have the courage today to tell the enemy, you will try, but you will fail. Will somebody say it with me today? You will try, but you will fail. Say it again. You will try, but you will fail. That's the courage that God is calling you today. You know what, devil? You're going to try. You're going to try. You're going to try and try again. But every time you try, you're going to fail because I have the courage. I have the faith that God is going to be with me. Come on. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the last Sunday of the year, and I'm going to get in your face. God's going to speak into you. He wants to shake you a little, okay? I know some of you are going to be uh, probably intimidated a little bit theologically and, you know, uh, kind of like say, you know, pastor, that's not politically, spiritually correct, you know? And sometimes God doesn't have to apologize to us. Okay? Sometimes he just needs to get into our face and say, I am God and I'm telling you, you need to be courageous for 2020. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. How many parents here? How many have ever used this line? It's because I'm your dad. <laughs> Why do I have to do it? Because I'm your dad and that's it. Well, God is saying, you know what? I don't need any explanations. I'm just telling you something great is about to happen in 2020. And today, you need to say it, you need to say it in your life. I will be courageous. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to your neighbor and just poke him and say, be courageous. Be courageous. They're not listening to you. Just slap them. No, no, no. Don't slap them here. 
So let's take a look at how God's spoken to Mr. Joshua here about being courageous. The first scripture, scripture we're going to read is um, Moses speaking into not only Israel, but also into Joshua. Because we all need a leader in our life. We all need a leader in our life. Moses speaking into the people of Israel, Moses speaking into Joshua. Women are more willing to accept a leader in their life. Men, you know, they're a little cabezudos. They're a little, you know, <laughs> hard-headed, okay? They don't like to have other people telling them. But you need a, you need a leader in your life. I, I, want, I, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful I have Pastor Ken Foreman as my pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God speaks to him on how to speak to my life. This is how God spoke to Joshua through Moses. This is biblical. God speaks to us through Pastor Ken, through Pastor, through a Cathedral of Faith. This is how God was speaking into Israel. It says like this in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 through 8, and also verse 23. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. God's telling them, you're going to possess the land, but there's going to be enemies there. Continues. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of Israel. See, he spoke to all of Israel and then he called Joshua. Come here, I need to talk to you. And he tells him, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give to them and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Now, we've heard this scripture lots of times. Continues, and the third time he tells him again. He says, the Lord gave his command to Joshua, the son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land that I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. God is speaking to this man to speak to these people. The Holy Spirit has spoken to Pastor Ken to speak to us as a staff, to now speak to us as a church. And I believe that God is, just like he was talking to, to Israel, God speaks to you today. And he says, just like their desert journey was about to end, your desert journey is about to end. As you go into 2020, all those dreams, all those visions, all those promises, all those things that you have worked for, they're about to become a fulfillment in 2020. God is about to complete them. Hallelujah. There's people here who have dreamed of buying their own house, who have had dreams of careers or finishing a degree or, or, or taking or opening a business. There's people here who have dreams of, of ministering in other parts of the, of the world, to, to, to be in ministry. There's anointing, there's calling on lives here today, and God is saying you need to be courageous today. Because 2020 is going to be your year of fulfillment. Everything that you've planted, everything that you've worked for, I declare prophetically on those who are in this room. You're about to go. Hallelujah. You're about to go into from, from a season of planting to a season of harvest. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That everything you've asked God for, all of a sudden, it's going to happen. Man, some of you are going to have to buy bigger purses, get another bank account, because the blessings of God are going to be poured out so much on your life. You're going to say, oh, God, stop it. I've had enough already. 
but you see, there's a lot of doubt in this room because you're not courageous. You're not believing it. You're like, yeah, all right. We'll get to that in a minute, okay? God is speaking to individuals. He's telling them this is about what is going to happen in your life. God uses not only the to-do thing, but the not-to-do. Because in God, there's do's and don'ts. In God, there's do's and don'ts. I'll say it again for you to think of. In God, there are do's and there are don'ts. And a lot of people just want to look at the do's, but God is also talking about the don'ts today. And one of the don'ts he's saying is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The word is yare. In the Hebrew, it means to be in fearful awe. There are tasks that are lying before you that God is going to put. There are, there are doors that, that God is going to open, and you're going to be literally like, wow. And God's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Can someone say that with me today? Don't be afraid. Because whatever God opens for you in 2020, he already trusts in you that you can do it. Somebody want to receive that today? Not only he says, do not be afraid, do not be terrified. Because there's some people that go from being scared to being terrified. Yeah. If you don't understand that in English, I'll say it in Spanish, to be as scared, okay? Harats. <laughs> To be shattered, broken, terrified to the degree of shaking, losing control. Have you seen people do that? Literally lose control. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh my God, oh my God. You know, I've heard parents tell their kids things like, you know, don't get up on that ledge because people have died from that. They go to these exaggerant measures to try to communicate. And there's some folks who have gone to this exaggerant fear because, because of what God has called you to do. I can't do it. I'm shy. There's no way. I don't know how. Nobody's taught me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> be courageous. Don't be terrified. If God's put it before you, it's because he trusts that you can do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he goes on to say, do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Takoth, I'm sorry, kathoth is the word, shattered, broken, disillusioned, beaten down, confused, dismayed, without hope, the absence of courage. You know what God is saying? I need you to stop being that whiny, that discouraged, that complainer, that just wishy-washy Christian. You need to be a man, you need to be a woman of God and say, I believe I can do this. I will be courageous. Hallelujah. Oh, he goes on to say in Joshua chapter 1, and God's still speaking to Joshua. and continues to tell him, God, God is really wanting to emphasize this. Now this is God speaking directly. He got you, first God used Moses, now he's speaking to him directly. He says, be strong and courageous because you will lead this, these people to inherit the land. Swore to their ancestors to give them. And I know I'm going to speak to you who are thinking like, oh man, I've heard this before. We're going to read this again? Sounds like it's a repetition. Well, maybe you just need to listen up. Because you didn't pay attention the first time God told you to be strong and courageous. I told you it's the last Sunday of the year. Might as well do it, okay? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then lastly, in verse 18, 
Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Seven times. Tells them, be courageous. Turn to your neighbor and say, be courageous. I know, you've said it already, but seven times, be courageous. A couple of things that shout out to me here is this, is that this is not an option. God is not suggesting to you, um, hey, listen, I've got an idea. Can you be courageous? No, no. God, this is a commandment. Have I not commanded you? Have I not told you? It's kind of like when your mom or your dad used to tell you, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Have I not told you? Oh, I remember my mom used to tell me all the time, pick up your socks, pick up your socks, don't put your socks there. Socks are going to be, they're not going to pick up themselves. Pick up your socks, pick up your socks. And now that I'm married, okay, my wife doesn't have to tell me pick up my socks because I already know where to put my socks. (laughs) And maybe God is just telling you one more time. It might be the hundredth time that he's told you, the thousandth time that he's told you. I don't know how many times God God has had to get into your face and say, Be courageous, man. I'm not just telling you. I'm commanding you. Be courageous. Hallelujah. But but you know what? Sometimes God needs to get in our face, you know? Look at what it says. It says, be very. Somebody say very. Be very courageous. The word is mohet in the Hebrew. And it means it's an adverb defining the severity of a verb. Somebody with me? It's not just be courageous, but be very courageous. I can imagine God speaking to to Joshua saying, be very courageous. He had to emphasize it. Yeah, it's to the degree of being forceful, exceeding, mightily, very mucho, in case you don't understand English, okay? Mucho more, a lot. A form of emphasizing louder and louder emphatically. And God is getting the face of some of you. He's pointing his finger, and he's saying, be courageous. And you're going, yeah, all right. I said, be courageous. Okay, I heard you. No, you need to hear me. Be courageous. God, I already heard you. No, God's saying, he's shaking you up a little. He's saying, be very courageous. And you're saying, well, well, wait a minute. Why do you have to yell at me? Why do you have to get so excited? This is God telling you. Man, I've got great things for you in 2020. I've got things that are significant. They are mighty. They are powerful. They they are more than what you can imagine. So today, you need to have courageous faith. You need to be courageous. No, because we don't know what's going to happen. Let me tell you a story of a young lady who, um, she was a cheerleader in high school, very athletic, very good looking, and she liked to do equestrian competition, you know, riding on horses and so on. And one day she was out in the hills riding her horse. Snake comes out and spooks the horse, and rather than her pulling down on the reins, she pulled back and the horse fell on her. Crushed all her pelvic bones and broke all her legs, and she fell over and passed out. Several hours later, the dad was, her dad was saying, well, where is she at? Goes out looking for her and finds her out in the fields. She was half dead already. She had bled internally. 
They took her to the hospital and they, uh, they were able to save her. She was in a full body cast for six months. When she got out of the hospital, she was in a wheelchair. Doctors told her, you can't walk. Won't be able to stand up anymore. 17 years old. One afternoon, she's talking to God, and she's saying, Lord, you called me to ministry. You told me to go different parts of the world and preach your gospel. And if it's got to be from this wheelchair, I'll do it, Lord, but I, this wheelchair can't hold me back. And she laid hands on herself. She didn't wait for the evangelist, the preacher, the pastor. She laid hands on herself. And you know why? It's because you and I have been given that authority. So she laid hands on herself, and she prayed for herself. And you know what? She stood up and started walking, and God healed her. Wow, talk about courage. Talk about courage. A couple of years later, she met this good-looking young man. They fell in love. And they were talking about getting married, and she tells him, you know what, the doctors told me I can't have any children. And the guy says, well, you know, I, I love you. I don't, I don't, I'm going to marry you because I love you, not because I want to have kids. And they got married. A year later, bang, she ends up pregnant. And the doctor's like, wow. And, uh, oh, you're not going to be able to have it naturally. And you know what? God blessed her. She had, the, the, she had her child naturally. And like all Latino families, you know, one year later, bang, she's uh, pregnant again. <laughs> it's not that funny, guys, okay? <laughs> she ends up having three kids. The reason why I talk about it is because that young lady is my wife, Mary Jane. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what you will face in 2020. I don't know what challenges you may have. All I know is that when I see my wife and I see our kids and I see our grandkids, I think of the word courageous. She, did, she didn't let for that situation to hold her back. She didn't let that, that, that wheelchair define her. Instead, she said, no, I will believe in God. God calls you to that kind of faithful courageousness. For you to be courageous and believe that all things are possible. That everything that you must do, you will have courage. Because it takes courage to, what, to do what needs to be done. And there's folks here who have been disobedient to God. You've got all kinds of excuses, but no reason to simply say, I will do it. You need, you need to be courageous to get what needs to be obtained. Courageous to stop doing what needs to be stopped. To leave that alcohol bottle, to leave that, to leave that, those drugs, to leave that domestic violence or that habit. It takes courage to say no. Hello? It takes courage to abandon things. Not only to obtain, but also to abandon. And there's folks here who need to have courage to walk away from that toxic relationship. To walk away from that habit. To walk away from those things that you have been doing. Can I hear an amen today? It takes courage. You can do whatever you want. You know, it's, it's your choice. You can just fade away into being normal, to being just one of the crowd, to just be anybody. But you're a child of God. I said you're a child of God. You're a life of destiny. You're a life of purpose. God didn't call you to live a life of woulda, shoulda, coulda. 
No, no. God's calling you today. And he says, this is the day to be courageous and say, I will do those things in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it takes courage to be successful. Anybody can just be normal. But it takes courage to be successful because there's a price to be paid. It takes courage to do what is right. You need to be courageous to be willing to change. You need to be courageous to live your dream, to reach your goals, to accept your mistakes. You need to be courageous to forgive. Can I hear an amen? You need to be courageous to be obedient, humble, and overcome your fears. You need to be courageous to be victorious. Somebody give the Lord a clap off today. Hallelujah. All those things belong to the courageous. To be courageous. To be courageous. To be courageous is not to be fearless. We'll still face our fears. There will still be challenges. But courage is is not letting your fears hold you back, stop you, or defeat you. It's when you say, I will do this. So like the first time that I was asked to go to the White House, I was like, good God, what am I going to be doing there? A high school dropout. Didn't know how to read or write when I was 17. I was a migrant field worker. Lord, how did this happen? God slapped me around. Bang, 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 bang. Sometimes God has to do that. Don't you know I called you for this? Don't just believe in me. You got to believe in yourself because I believed in you. Oh, hallelujah. There's some kids here today and you need to hear it. You've talked about Yale and Oxford. You talked about being a doctor or a lawyer, of having your own business, of going there, there, here, there. And God is saying, you know what? Stop questioning. Stop questioning me. Stop questioning yourself and be courageous. Stand firm on my word, for you can do those things in my name. Be courageous. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, be courageous. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to get a drink of water, okay? Give me a second. That's just more fuel, you know, to keep on preaching, okay? Man, that was good. All right. You know, I believe that being courageous is contagious. I'll say it again. I believe that being courageous is contagious. I'll say it a third time. Being courageous is contagious. Just like, you know, misery loves company. Hello. Yeah, you've been around negative people, whiny people. You know, these people who are pessimists. They're always complaining about something. Before you know it, you start thinking the same thing. Well, let's turn this thing around. And let's be courageous. And I believe that if you're courageous, that courage will be contagious. Yeah. I, I want to read a scripture to you, and I'm about to finish with this, okay? There's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 14. The story is really interesting. Saul is a king, and Saul was a bad king. He was a bad guy. He just didn't want to obey God. He didn't want to serve God on God's terms. So... He, at this point where we read this in this chapter, he's lost all kinds of battles. 
And his army of thousands has dwindled down to 600 men. He had thousands of deserters. And the scripture reads in the same chapter that these deserters had, had, had hid themselves in caves. They had dug holes and ditches to hide from the enemy. You see, Saul was fighting against the Philistines. And again, he had suffered loss after loss. But all of a sudden, within the army, God speaks to Jonathan. Jonathan looks around and he says, he's, he's Saul's son. He looks around and he says, you know what? I can't accept this. This isn't right. God is with us. How are we going to accept this? And that's all it takes is one person to be courageous. Just one person be courageous. So, so this is what, what Jonathan tells his, uh, his armor bearer. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come let us go over to the outpost of this uncircumcised man, talking about the Philistines, okay? Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. And I've underlined this, this is very important. Nothing, somebody say nothing. nothing. Come on, say it with faith. It's nothing <laughs> can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Wow. And then, this is what the armor bearer said, do all that is in your mind, his armor bearer said, go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Wow. The armor bearer had served Jonathan for many years. He knew who this warrior was. He saw the courage in his eyes. And the immediate circle of Jonathan was influenced by his courage. Because courageousness is contagious. Being courageous is contagious. All of a sudden, you know, this, this, this arm bearer says, okay, you go ahead and do what you want to do. I'm going to follow you with heart and soul. Wow. You know why? Because when husbands and wives are courageous, it's contagious in your marriage. Oh, you guys aren't. Yeah. Somebody got to help me preach here today, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, husband, when you kneel down and pray, you'll be contagious with your wife. I'm telling your wife, when he sees you reading the Bible, he ain't going to mess with you. Because being courageous is contagious. When moms and dads are courageous, it'll be contagious with your kids. When your kids see you praying together, worshiping together, coming to church together, all of a sudden they will say, mom isn't fighting, dad isn't fighting, they're not arguing. Look, don't be contagious, your courageousness. Somebody listening to me today? When Christians are courageous, you will be contagious in your work and in your neighborhood. You walk in to your job saying, praise be the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Your courageousness will be contagious. People will look at you that you're going through problems. You're going through conflicts. You're going through challenges, but you still serve the Lord. That courageousness will be contagious even in your job. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to change this. When cathedral of faith is courageous. When cathedral of faith is courageous. And I'm telling you, God has assembled a pastoral team of courageous men and women of God. If you've ever hung around Pastor Ken, Pastor Kurt, 
Pastor Wayne, uh, Pastor Mike. I mean, the list goes on. These are contagious men and women of God. They are courageous in believing God. I believe that God is going to use Cathedral of Faith to bring revival to the Bay Area, to different parts of the world. Hallelujah. Because courageous is contagious. Tell to your, go, turn to your neighbor and tell him, courageous is contagious. Come on, you got to say it with faith. Courageous is contagious. So then, the armor bearer follows Jonathan. Man, I can't believe I got that much more time. Okay, anyway. The, um, the armor bearer follows Jonathan. And they have to go through this canyon and climb this cliff to get to the Philistines. They're already at a disadvantage. Plus, it's only two guys against thousands of Philistines. Man, that's courage. So here comes Jonathan into the encampment of the Philistines. And he knocks down 20 guys. Just 20 guys. He knocks them down. And his armor bearer falls behind him. And he kills them all. Just as he's knocking them down, he kills them. And the Philistines begin to see all of this. And they begin to panic. That's what the scripture says. They begin to panic. They see one guy with his armor bearer killing 20 guys. They are thousands and they begin to panic. And you know what? All of a sudden, God shows up. Because when you're courageous, God shows up. When you're courageous, God shows up. When you're courageous, God shows up. Hallelujah. The scripture says that God caused an earthquake. In some of your marriages, some of your homes, you need an earthquake, man. You need God to shake some things up. God shook it up, and you know what? The scripture says that God caused more panic among the enemy. I believe that in 2020, the enemy will rise up against you, but God is going to cause panic in your enemies, in your doubts, in your fears. And this is what happened next to the Philistines. They begin to kill each other. You are not going to have to raise up an arm. Because God will cause panic against your enemies that they will defeat each other. Because the battle is not yours, the battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh man, I, I'm glad so you, I can see it in your faces. It's, it's all of a sudden, you're changing, okay? I see courage kind of, kind of coming up. Some of you are still like, mm, yeah, right. I'm telling you. If you get into the move and the move of the Spirit, God is going to bless you to the degree that not only will you walk in faith, but you will walk in courageous faith. And if you don't get into the move of the Spirit, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Because all you're going to do is get run over. Hello? And when, the, and when the Spirit comes down on Cathedral of Faith and we see revival taking place, man, I tell you, it's going to be... God raising an army of courageous men and women. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're fighting your battle by yourself. Maybe you're the only one in your marriage who's serving the Lord. Be courageous. I don't know if you're the only one in your family who comes to church. I'm telling you, be courageous. Maybe you're the only one in your job who fears the Lord and comes to church. Be courageous. 
Maybe you're the only one fighting in that battle in your own life. Be courageous because the Lord is with you. Be courageous because the Lord is with you. All these weeny, whiny Christians who all they do is complain. So then, Jonathan begins to defeat all these Philistines. And, and the panic among the Philistines is so great, it's, it's a big yell. I mean, they're screaming because they're killing each other. And all the deserters who had hid in the caves and in the holes and ditches that they had dug, they come out and they say, what's that uproar? What's going on? And they look up the hill and they see Jonathan and his armor bearer, two guys, killing an entire army. And you know what they do? They grab their swords, their shields, their spears, and they run to fight alongside Jonathan. And God gives them a great victory because courageous is contagious. Courageous is contagious. I declare on your life that as you surround yourself with individuals who are courageous, you will be courageous as well. You can't be an eagle if all you do is hang around with ducks. <laughs> Some of you got to look around the people that you're hanging with. You know, these weak Christians that don't pray, they don't read the Bible, they complain about coming to church. They say, man, they're going to get in our face again. They're individuals who are just negative. You need to shake those off. You need to surround yourself with individuals who are courageous. Because being courageous are people that say, no weapon formed against me, against me will prevail. Can I hear someone say amen today? Being courageous is believing in God's promises. Just like he spoke to Jacob, I will never leave you until everything I promise will be fulfilled in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Being courageous is knowing who you are. I am a sinner washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm a life of destiny. I'm a life of purpose. Hallelujah. Some of you just need to shake all that negativity off. Holy Spirit needs to slap you around a little. Shake you up a little. And you need to stand up in God and say, I will be courageous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm almost done. About 42 years ago, I met this missionary in India, uh, from, from India. He's a native from, from India, and he's, back time, back, at that time, he was about 92 years old. And he handed me this piece of paper, and he says, John, read this. It was found on, it was found on, on an old church in Nigeria where Christians had been massacred for their Christianity. Now, I've heard this, this reading time and time again since then. It's got a lot of legends, a lot of stories behind it. I, I don't know which one is true. All I know is that as I read it, these last 42 years, I bring it out every once in a while and I'll read it, and man, it inspires me to believe more and more, not only in God, but also in what I can do. It's called 
the fellowship of the unashamed. Maybe you've heard it. And um, it's a powerful reading. And I'll wait, the guys come up. Come on up here, Perlin. Don't worry, you're not in the way. Don't we have a powerful worship team? Amen. Okay. I'm going to be a, a tech guy right now. Come on over here. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Setting. Thank you, brother. You're not just a worship leader. You're a warrior leader. All right. All right. So then this fellowship there of the unashamed reads like this. Follow me with me there. I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line and the decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past has been redeemed. My present makes sense and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, team visions, mundane talking, and chintzy giving, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, or applause, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on his presence, and love by patience. Lift by prayer and labor by power. My face is set. My heart is fixed. My goal is heaven. My node is narrow. My way is rough. My companions are few. But my guide is reliable. And my mission is clear. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away or turned back. Deluded or delayed, I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I will not give up, back up, let up, or shut up until I preached up, paid up, stayed up, and soared up and prayed up for the cause of Christ. Is someone with me today? I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go until he comes, give until I drop, preach until all know, and work until he stops me. And when he comes to get his own, he will have no problem recognizing me because my colors will be clear because I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah!